All righty. I'm going to get started by first uh, letting you know that um, I am on in the car on the side of the road, literally right now, because my husband had a flight this morning at 5.40 this morning, heading to New Orleans for the Bronner Brothers show. And um, I realized last night that, oh, Lord have mercy, I have to do I have to do this today. And um, so my morning prayer is going to be a little different. Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I'm asking you, Lord, this morning, today, more than ever before, I show enough need you, Lord. I am sleepy. I have a splitting headache, and I'm tired. But, Lord, use me today, Lord. Bring me clarity of thought, Lord. Direct me to what to say, Lord. Let the words that you speak through me this morning, Lord, let them be penetrating in the hearts of those that can hear my voice. I also ask that you give everyone revelation, Lord. Give them direction on what they need to do, what they need to change, and what they need to continue to move forward with. This I ask, Lord, and I also, Lord, I know you do not give me the spirit of fear, but I'm asking you to remove it from my heart right this very moment, Lord, and use me this morning. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. All righty, y'all. This morning, I tell you, I, I, I'm literally sitting by the road, and I said, Lord, please, if you could just tell me what to say today, what verses to go to. And he gave me the same verse he gave me yesterday and Michael's verse. And they are Ephesians 3.20 and Ephesians 4, 17 through 18. And I'm going to read them from my awesome new Bible that I can actually see. Ephesians 3:20, and it reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him that is in work within us. Now, when I read this verse, and Michael has read it many times, I realized, you know, God's means for accomplishment, and I need you to just kind of just be patient with me, all of you that are um, listening to, because he is just, it's like he's giving me stuff in my head and I'm trying to filter it out, so hopefully I'm going to make some sense in just a couple of minutes. But God's means for accomplishing more than we can imagine comes through his strength, not ours. It comes through his work. It comes through his strength. His work is done by the Holy 
Spirit's power that's within us rather than by our human strength. Because the Word of God says, the Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And the flesh is weak. Moving on to Ephesians 14, 17 through 18, and I tell you, this verse, wow. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Futility is spelled F-U-T-I-L-I-T-Y, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Ooh, that is so good. I had to look up, sitting in this car, I looked up the word futility, and it's F-U-T-I-L-I-T-Y. I thought I knew the meaning of that word. And lo and behold, when I looked at the meaning, it, meant not, it did not mean what I thought it meant. Futility means pointlessness or uselessness, ineffectiveness, the fact of having no effect or of achieving nothing. Good golly. And the word of God says, I'm going to repeat this, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the, fru- in the futility of your thinking. Futility of your thinking. That, I'm like, what? Pointlessness or uselessness ineffectiveness, the fact of having no effect or of achieving nothing in your thinking. Then moving down to the next verse where it says, because of the ignorance that is in them, and I'm just taking, I'm I'm making it us, that is in us due to the hardening of our hearts. And I went and I looked up, sitting in this car, hardening of our heart. What causes hardening of the heart? Surprisingly to me, it showed me that there are one, two, three, five things that I found that will harden the heart. One, disobedience. Two, sin. Three, pride. Four, setbacks. And five, disappointments. Disappointments. Ramona, where are you going with this stuff? You know, 
on Monday of this week, Mike and I, we experience a setback and a disappointment. We experience a setback and a disappointment. And it did not last long, but I did, in my mind, I said, Lord, have you forsaken us? And when I was sitting in this car, I looked up, why do I think, why did I think that on Monday? Well, forsaken means when you feel abandoned, deserted, or forgotten. And I asked God, I said, God, have you forsaken us? And he said, Ramona, look in the rearview mirror. And I said, the rearview mirror? And it just, it has dawned to me, he's talking about reflecting, about reflecting and about not limiting God. You see, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, it says on here, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Who's asking and who's imagining? I am. You are. You are imagining. But the problem is that we don't have the mind of God. We cannot imagine what all that he can do for us. And I realized that I have to, you have to, we have to stop limiting God. And what do I mean by that? I am talking about so many of us, we want God to provide for us a harvest that looks the way we envisioned it. We imagine being blessed using a particular vehicle, using a particular methodology, using a particular way to do whatever it is that he wants us to do. And, you know, you all know, or many of you know, that my husband and I, we have been in a six-year fight, a six-year fight. And the fight is still going on. It's, it's not over. But the setback that we had on Monday it has turned out to be probably the best thing that happened to me because I'm stronger now mentally than I was on Sunday. Because I, I, I now God has made it clear to me that I cannot determine what my harvest, the, the, the route that he's going to take for my harvest. I have to believe, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that my harvest 
is coming. But I can't tell God what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like, how it's coming. What, 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 you know, so many of us, if we have been hurt by somebody or if a situation has happened, we want, we want to be able to, we believe that our harvest is here when we can get back at that person that hurt us. Or if that person can see that we got it going on. If that person, we want it the way we want it. And I, I realized, I said, oh, my God, my harvest, I am opening my eyes and my heart to the way God wants to bless me. I realized sitting in this car, oh, my God, my harvest has already started. Do you realize that Aztec products, I mean, people are using Aztec more than ever before. And who is to say? Because I have a very small mind compared to God's mind. When we started Aztec products 25 years ago, y'all, our, our mission has been for 25 years to create first-generational wealth through licensed cosmetologists and barbers. And it has been our dream for this company to go public. In order for Ashtay products to go public, we have to exceed $20 million a year. And for us to go public, and oh, my God, if we can get this company to $20 million a year and, 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 for, the, and for us to be able to have cosmetologists across this nation that, that, that are part of Ashtay, and they could be preferred, they could have preferred stock in Ashtay products and become instant millionaires. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be a harvest, y'all? Wouldn't that be even better, bigger than the, the, the issue that we're dealing with, that we've been dealing with for the past six years, oh, my God, yes, it would be. Wouldn't it be unbelievable that Michael and Ramona Woods, that we become household names, that we, are, that we get called upon by organizations, companies, churches across this nation, across the world, and that we are speaking the gospel everywhere from nation, from country to country. Wouldn't that be a harvest? I asked myself that question this morning. My God, yes, it would be. Yes, it would be. Just, just recently, just yesterday, I was on the phone with a young lady. And she, 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 they're having a conference in Charlotte. And I'm going to be 
They've asked me to be the keynote speaker at a women's conference in Charlotte. Could it be? Could it be that God is preparing me to speak and help women across this nation and abroad and from country to country, and I'm going to be able to, to teach women the four M's, how to deal with marriage, money, motherhood, and me, which is myself, which is how do you deal with yourself? How do you keep it moving in spite of everything that's going on? Could it be that that's what the harvest is in God's eyes? So I'm telling you, stop limiting God. Don't paint, don't, don't get stuck on your harvest being or, or your harvest having to come through whatever it is that you have decided. It's not your decision. The good book, the word of God says that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. The steps, that means that you're going to take one step at a time. That means that there is a process, and the process is not determined by me. The process is not determined by you. The process, ladies and gentlemen, the process of how you get there is determined by God. It's determined by him. But what you must believe in is that at the end, at the end, it's going to all be good. At the end, it's going to be perfect. At the end, you're going to be celebrating. At the end, you're going to have more than enough. At the end, you're going to be the head and not the tail. At the end, what's in the middle is not determined by you. What's in the middle might look messy. But, my God, we have to believe that at the end, at the end, we, it shall come to pass. At the end, we will be victorious. It is not our, it's not, we do not determine how the vehicle, the means, the how-to of how God will bring it to pass. So I'm telling you, don't harden your heart when things are not moving the way you think they should go. Just believe that God is, is in this thing. He's working it out for you, and he's, working it out, out of you. He's working on you. Some of you, 
For example, some of you, you might be sad because you closed your salon for whatever reason, and you might be working out of your home for an example. Could it be? Could it be, Lord? Is it possible that God is using that vehicle of you working out of your house for this season so that you can learn how to handle your money properly, so that you can learn how to save, so that you can learn how to handle small beginnings, so that he can prepare you for this big greatness that he is about to reveal to you? Could it be? Could it be? Yes, it can be. Could it be that he has put you in a booth, in a small environment where all you have is just one expense so that what? So that you can learn how to handle your money, so that you can see the funds, so that you can be grateful for what's coming in. Could it be that that which you think is a disappointment, that which you think is a setback. It is just a, a setup. It's a setup for what God is about to bring forth out of you, out of you. But in order to get it out of you, he's got to prepare you, and you have to be in the right place, in the right frame of mind for him to be able to get it out of you. Lord knows every time I think that God is finished with me. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's something else. It's something else. And I, I keep, woo, I keep fighting him on these four M's, on this, on this thing that he keeps telling me I'm supposed to do, that I am supposed to Work with women. I'm supposed to teach women how to have the mindset because wealth is a decision, y'all. It's a decision. It's a mindset. We have to shift into having the mind of God, the mind of God. And when you've been through all that I have been through, oh, my God, I know what it is. I really, really do. The mind of God. The mind of God. I am, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to do this class, Lord, that you keep telling me to do. But Lord knows I don't want to do it. But I'm going to do it. And I, I know Taylor has, has, has I've expressed it to her, and I know that, that, that she's working on, uh, on it. But I am going to, and I'm going to say it now so that I can't take it back. I'm going to do this Mondays and Wednesdays in the evening. I'm going to be teaching six women. It's going to be very personalized because I want to work on transforming Forming the mind. What does it take to raise children that love and fear God? What does it take 
to be submissive, but at the same time independent and a helpmate to our significant other. What does it take to be able to grow a business and handle your money properly? What does it take to take care of yourself in the midst of handling finances, growing a company, taking care of your husband, and growing a business? What does it take? I know it's in me, and I'm going to be working with six women starting on April the 22nd. I'm going to do it two days a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. It's going to be at night for two hours each night. And if you want to be a part of it, I just want you to go to my page. You're going to go to www.michaelandramona.com slash 4MS. That's the number four, the letter M, and the letter S. And all you're going to do there when you go on there, all you're going to do is just give me your email address, and then I will send you the information. I'm only going to send the information to the women that are interested in it. And I'm going to do this, Lord. I'm not going to have futility in my thinking. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to have useless thinking. I'm going to be effective, and I'm not going to be achieving nothing. No, sir. No, sir. And I'm just going to close with Ephesians 4, 17 through 18, and it says, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Don't harden your heart, ladies and gentlemen, just because you've had a disappointment, just because you've had a setback. Don't limit God. God, don't limit God. Don't, Don't be guilty of the same thing I have been. Don't limit him. His methods are not understood, but I'm telling you, at the end of it all, you will be victorious. We will be victorious. We're going to laugh. We're going to laugh. And I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I thank you, Lord, for obedience, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for giving me the obedience, the determination, the will, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage, God to do your will and grab this harvest. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen.
Oh, my God. Thank you. 